previously on Wormwood. Sparrow and Xander Crow left Wormwood only to meet a strange demise on the road to nowhere. Jacob Kidder took on the mantle of guardian of the object, just as the demon Andremelech made his own play for the mysterious artifact. Vampires and werewolves have overrun the town, and only a few men and women of grim resolve and willful determination remain to stem the tide of rising evil. That was then. small-town nexus in the strange and terrible worlds beyond our own. But what of those who live in the deepening shadows of Wormwood? Walk with us through a darkened gallery of secret lives and haunted histories as we raise the curtain on our enigmatic cast with these Wormwood Portraits. Episode 4, The Bishop's Tale. Written by Jeremiah Allen with David Acampo, Jeremy Rogers, and Tiffany K. Whitney. Thank you, Sister George. Please be seated. The Bible tells us that God will test his children, that he will bend us to see if we break and tempt us to see if we are tempted, not because the Lord needs to know our hearts and minds, but because we ourselves are ignorant of the awesome power of his will. Free will, to knowingly choose evil in spite of paradise, to succumb to worldly pleasures that so conflict with the kingdom everlasting. We see it so often, my brothers and sisters, from both the rich and the poor, the black and the white, and the man and his wife. All those words we use to separate God's flock into one arbitrary group or another, yet we are all bound to the lure of Satan's wiles. In Matthew 4, verses 1 through 11, Jesus had been fasting in the wilderness for 40 days when he was approached by the silver-tongued devil and tempted. But no matter how weak or tired Jesus was, he would not betray his father by giving in to the serpent. So like Jesus, we must also be fearless in the face of adversity and have the strength to deny that which would lead us astray. I came to Wormwood with three missions that I will share with you now. I came to spread the word of God to reclaim the souls who have turned away from the Holy Spirit, and to wreak great vengeance upon those who would threaten the purity of my fellow man. I see among you the weary, the frail, and the fearful. But I tell you this, with the Lord as my witness and all the blessings of the Catholic Church, Elias Grail will protect you from the dark. God damn it! Cheap glass! There has to be a safe buried in here somewhere, 
All these holy cathedrals have secret... I can see you there, trying to hide under the table. Jig is up, young man. I can smell you as well as I can see you. You must be the homeless child Sister Nancy saw stalking around the last couple of nights, casing the joint. Stand up, don't worry. I've no intention of harming you, though we ought to have a conversation about that window. Do you have a name? Well, I'm Father James Dillon, and I've run this church for over 30 years, since 1958. I'd like to have at least one more decade under my belt before I retire, so I do hope you're not intent on whacking me with that candelabra. I assume you've come for the till, which I'm sad to inform you doesn't reside on the premises since the last time the desperate soul broke into my office looking for the collection plate. Learned our lesson, you could say. Did you call the cops? Ah, now you have a voice. Don't be so sure of that, Father. I've never had a voice anyone has cared to hear. I'm the creepy, quiet shadow man. When it comes to self-preservation. Ah, yes, I am sure that you have a voice. As we all have a sound to make, even if it feels like we're screaming madly in a black vacuum of silence. Just give me what's in the safe, and you won't get hurt. You think you can fight an old man, eh, boyo? Just give me the money. There's no money, son. Ow, 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 you hit me. I was moved by the power of the Holy Spirit. Well, that, and I still remember a thing or two from my old days in the ring. You were a boxer? Not like these kids like Johnny Valentine. The Lord, it seems, had other plans for me. You didn't have to hit me. And you didn't have to break a perfectly good window at three in the morning just to discover that running a church is hardly a lucrative venture, son. If we had a safe, I could pull funds from it to pay for the broken glass. It seems that your criminal scouting skills are in dire need of polishing. What? God watches over us and loves us, but he also tests us. And I can only assume that he's tested you more than most. Don't sermonize me, Father. I can see you're not on drugs, but you do look tired and hungry. And I'd be glad to help you overcome whatever demons weigh so heavily on your heart if you need someone to listen. I don't believe in God. Then believe in the power of love and compassion. (laughs) And the fact I need someone around here to do things that I and my aging congregation can't. Maybe we can put this anger to better use. I'd be willing to let you work off your room and board and this window. I don't think so. And have some left over if you'd be willing to do some honest work around the grounds. You could be a maintenance man or a housekeeper. Whatever we need you to do, that's what you could be. I don't suppose you play the organ. This is some kind of joke. The cops are on their way, aren't they? No joke, son. The Lord helps those who help themselves, and I'm giving you an opportunity to do just that. And besides, we need you just as much as you need us, if not more. It's more than coincidence that I couldn't rest at home on the same night you chose to break in, of all the nights in the world. What do they call you? It doesn't really matter. Most names men go by are worthless, aren't they? We are all the same in the eyes of the Lord. You needn't worry, boyo. I'd just like to have something to call you. Don't feel compelled to give me your real name if you don't feel comfortable. Elias. My name is Elias Grail. Go ahead and decide if it's my real name or not. Real enough for me. You look hungry, Elias.
You look uneasy, Sister George. I don't know how much longer we can keep this up. We're setting attendance records every week. The citizens of Wormwood can feel something sinister, even if they can't name it. Our work in the community is bringing the sheep closer to their shepherd and giving the people here peace of mind in turbulent times, for which we must endure. Not that, Bishop Grail. I'm talking about the other work we've been doing. We've been combating abominations and walking horrors unlike I've ever seen. There's been a rash of arson. Three places in two weeks, including the old Bloomington farmhouse. How long before they come for us, for our place of worship, and destroy everything we've worked so hard to build? There are things that I can do that others cannot, sister. Though they are not publicly advertised by me or the priesthood, warding this church from the invasion of God's enemies is chief among my abilities. Though I am unable to protect the entire town because of the lycanthrope shaman, I have managed to restrict our adversaries to the outskirts thus far. And for now, that must be enough. I'm sorry for doubting you. It's just that I... Doubt me as much as you will, Sister George. But always have faith in the good Lord and his will. It's just that if, if we know where the object is, why do we not claim it? It's not so simple, Sister. Have we lost it? I, I, I must be patient. Bide my time and gather my strength for the coming storm. Shielding God's children from conflict in the meantime is a responsibility I dare not shirk. If I'm to honor Timothy chapter 4, verse 14, and my rites of ordination. And if you don't come back from one of your missions in the countryside? Then there will be no one left to protect the innocence of this town. Utter darkness will gobble up and slaughter every man, woman, and child in Wormwood. So we do what must be done, and we have no choice. The ends will have to justify the means. Nineteen ninety-three. Oh, Father, I'm so glad you could come. Don't fear, Mrs. Caps. You'll remember Brother Grail from the parish. Oh yeah. Uh, hello, Brother Grail. Ma'am. Where is she, Mrs. Caps? We. She's upstairs in her bedroom. My husband Billy had to restrain her. No, no. Uh, Brother Grail, you stay here with Mrs. Caps. I will attend to the girl. But I want to help. You are helping, son. Now, stay. I didn't know where else to turn. Father Dylan will help her. It's so awful. Why is this happening to us? Why? I, I, I don't know, ma'am. We're good people, brother. We go to Mass every Sunday. We pray thing. And it is a thing. It's not my daughter. She spoke to me yesterday in a language I couldn't even understand. She spit black liquid from her mouth. I, oh God, oh Lord, why have you forsaken us? He, he has not forsaken you, Miss, Mrs. Caps. He tests all of us. This is merely a test. The power of Christ compels you. The demons are real. The power of Christ compels you. They can be beaten. The power of Christ compels you. Peggy? Oh. Oh. 
Oh, I, I didn't see you standing there, Mr. Grail. I must have really gotten into this. I I've never made potato soup before. Can you imagine? All these years, and I've always stopped at chili. I I've never had a kitchen like this before either, so I... I guess I was inspired. There's no better place to be inspired than the house of the Lord, Ms. Nolan. Oh, it's time, isn't it? You've been with us for over six months. You came to Sister George and I broken and scared, having lost everyone close to you and hypnotized by your circumstances. We nursed you back to health, gave you hope and hopelessness. But it's time you took a few steps on your own. You've only been a few feet away from the church since the incident. Mm -hmm. But Lynette's still out there, and um, nobody knows what she did. What's she probably still doing? Lynette Bradley is a pawn, and she wouldn't dare make another move against you or your family, not while I'm in Wormwood. And the fact that we haven't told anyone what she or her book club did is incentive for them to keep quiet and rational. And it stops you from being arrested. You've confessed to God and atoned for your sins to the holiest of holies. But the laws of man rarely echo those in heaven. If, if this is about Dexter, he, he's better off with his father in Lyonsville. He'll have a good life there. I, I can't even talk to him on the phone. I wouldn't be able to look him in the eye or to hold him or to... to... This isn't about your son. It will be one day. Right now, you need to focus on your trials. Get your life in order before returning to motherhood what little of it you have left. Dexter is safe and sound. Now it's time for you to look after yourself. Oh, I don't know if I can. Ms. Nolan, I'm afraid you haven't much choice. Huh? Whatever do you mean? I'll, I'll go, of course. But it's like you've said, we all heal, right? And I think some of us just take longer to heal than others. The Lord bestows on us the knowledge to sometimes judge better for others than what we can judge for ourselves. Oft times because we fear it. Fear change. Fear, oddly enough, courage. Please, Bishop, what are you getting at? A wise man many years ago helped mend my broken wings. In so many words, though, the only way he could help me to fly was by pushing me out of the nest. What an awful metaphor. Ms. Nolan, I think it's time. Time to leave the nest and fly. 1998. <coughs> the jig is up, young man. I can smell you as well as I can see you. It's been ten years since you took me in, Father Dillon. I'm not so young anymore. And from the looks of things, neither are you. I can still box your ears, Boyo. <laughs> You'd have to let me unplug all these IVs first. I'm not in the mood to show you up anyhow. You should have told me. And have you do what? I'll rush back here and take care of a broken-down old man. I would have. That's nonsense, Elias. You're a man of the world now. Top of your class in everything you do. I was right to send you to Rome. You've made such progress there. Isn't that right, Father Grail? <laughs> you 
would be more than selfish to pull you out of your work. It'd be downright wrong. I could have helped. Helped do what? Cure cancer? No, I, I've seen a miracle in my day, Elias. But you're not a miracle worker. I could have done something. <laughs> Remember that time, shortly after you began your stay with me, when you caught... Bobby King and Chad Weston stealing from the collection plate. Stealing is a sin. You wanted to beat those two boys silly. You let them off the hook. Oh, Elias. I showed them a better way. Not everything can be solved with your fists. Have you still not learned that lesson? You hit me the first time we met. Well, I did say not everything can be solved. <laughs> Some things require a more physical approach. You'll find that of great use to you in the future. You've still never told me about it. About what? Your tattoo. The one on your arm. A sword on fire. You, you once told me that it reminded you of a more violent time. Yeah, yes, I, I did promise you, didn't I? Well, Elias, I'd rather not tell you, Boyle. If I can ask a favor of you, you'll see soon enough. But I prefer to know you like this. My proud Father Grail. Listen, Father. Joe. Son. Call me Joe. I want to leave the Vatican, Joe. Take over your parish. Run it for you. I think the congregation would like that. I appreciate the thought, boy -o, but... Truth is, there isn't much of a congregation left these days. But then I can be with you. Take care of you. Oh, Elias, you're far more valuable to the church in Vatican City than you would be to a decrepit old relic like me. I'm half machine now, you see. Like, uh, like that evil one in that popular movie all the kids keep talking about. <laughs> the one on the ventilator. Elias, I am your father. <laughs> Don't cry, son. The Lord comes for us all one day, and I managed to do everything I really wanted in 72 years. I've lived a good life, and I've found my peace in the world. But it's time for me to move on, see paradise with my own two eyes. I just wish... I know you will do good, Elias, but I also want you to be good. Be good to people, Elias. If there's anything I wish for you after I'm gone, it's that you be good to people. Help them. Make your time on this earth count for something. I, I, w I won't let you down. I believe you when you make a promise, Elias. <laughs> You're one to make it happen. Bishop Grail, the clouds have covered the moon. I can't see anything. Quiet, Sister George. This is not a mere wolf we are tracking, but a lycanthrope. Do you want your sword now? No. It is not that close to us yet. I don't want it to smell the silver. What was that? It's just an animal, dulled of instinct by its human interference. Sister George, my sword, if you don't mind.
Lost Beast! Let us into the town, Beast Man. Or we'll pick off your religious followers one by one and feed them to our baby wolves. Sister George, stick the sword through his chest. Divide his heart. Lord, I don't think I can. Do it! Oh, it's not yours to claim. Get us in and we'll see who it rightfully belongs to. Let the strongest prevail. Divide this creature's heart, Sister George. Do it! Is it dead? As soon as its human form reappears, then yes, he will be dead. I can't watch that. It feels like murder when that happens. 2003. My condolences to you on the passing of Father Dillon. I understand that he had taken great pride in you since your days picking fights and pockets on the streets of Pittsburgh. Yes, Monsignor Romanov. Father Dillon, he was a great man. Uh, cancer strikes down the great with equal measure to the petty. It's not a wonder that so many of us hide the disease with the same shrieking fear of demons. Yes, demons. The exorcism you performed last week, Grail, that was remarkable work. I've never seen such will in the face of evil. Thank you, Monsignor. It's an honor to serve the Lord and smite the wicked. <laughs> and a little fun, too, eh? <laughs> yeah, it's the demons, Monsignor. The Lord may test us, but they taunt us. Unholy, vile bastards, stinking of sulfur. But they can be... Pardon me, Monsignor. Uh, please, continue your thought, Elias. I, I do appreciate the insight of emotion. I was... I was going to say that demons can be... destroyed. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> a bit of the old one-two, eh? <laughs> if only we could reprimand cancer with the same fervor. Yes, I'm glad to hear you say such a physical thing, Elias. In fact, this is the very reason I called you. Oh, I love it when a plan comes together. Pardon me once again, Monsignor Romanov, but I have to cut to the meat of the bone and ask, what do you request of me? Are you familiar with this? I've seen that tattoo before. Father Dylan wore one similar. Dylan, yes. And what has he told you about uh, his time in Rome? His... N nothing. No, I, I didn't know. The sword is that of the Archangel Michael, who stood against Lucifer in the rebellion of heaven. It serves as a reminder that there are times when the hand of God must carry a sword. I've seen such evil. Uh, <laughs> you've seen nothing yet. Wait until I tell you about werewolves. But I do believe Father Dylan was right to send you to us. You are the one. The one for what? Elias, by papal decree and my own careful consideration, we have a more adventurous course of action in mind for you. Something more visceral than doing grunt work in the church. Do you remember the Knights Templar? Of course. The poor fellow soldiers of Christ and of the Temple of Solomon. The greatest warriors of the Crusades. Good. Now think black up. So, what is it that the Vatican wants me to hunt? The Vatican doesn't officially want you to do anything but serve your lord. That said, off the books, 
we'd like you to hunt down and destroy monsters. Only the unnatural ones, let's be clear. I will gladly serve as the Lord requires. And I am glad to hear that, Grail. Now, do you know what a claymore sword is? No. Oh, my. We've got some work to do. Your sword training will begin tomorrow. You will go to the Bergamo Alps, where you will report to Brother Di Niccolo. And please, do find some time to take in some of the splendors of Vatican City before you depart. There is a wonderful gift shop if you are the type that appreciates a good bobblehead of the apostles. To this day, I've never had such fine potato soup, or casserole, or strawberry pie, or shepherd's pie. Your talents in the kitchen are readily acceptable to the community and church in this place of type. With, with everything that's happened, that's, that's a good thing. I haven't anything to give for tithing now anyway. It's all gone. God. God has given you a gift, Sister Nolan. And sometimes a little sugar and spice does make everything nice. Find what you love, do what you love, and the rest will fall into place. Well, thank you. Thank you for your hospitality, Sister George. I wish I didn't have to leave so soon. It was Grail who suggested that I spread my wings. But, you know, maybe he's right. But but still, I feel this ominousness out there this foreboding it sends chills down my spine the serpent tests our strengths by playing up our fears remember God is with you always oh Bishop Grail I was afraid I wouldn't get to say goodbye to you I am extremely grateful for oh Oh, your shoulder! What happened? Nothing but a flesh wound, Sister Nolan. Just a flesh wound. Well, thank you. Thank you both for everything. Goodbye. I hope we're doing the right thing. I really don't think she's ready to be on her own. Nor do I. But as I've said to you before, we haven't a choice. And you're confident that we can follow her to the object? If she doesn't lead us, we must remember that Peggy Nolan is the only bait we have to bring the moth to the flame. I know. Your words, not mine. The end justify the means. Two thousand seven. Here, drink. Beer in the Vatican? The least we can offer our best hunter, the most prodigious killer the church has known since the dark days, is a cold one. Thank you, Monsignor. You have done good work in the eyes of God. Against the black heart of evil, Elias. Father Dillon had taught you well. He would have been very proud of all the good you have done by shedding such bad blood. Thank you, Monsignor. 
It seems a lifetime ago when I was nothing more than a petty thief, and now I'm... The church is rising star of the new holy war. You are a blessed hunter, adept at modern warfare against the most ancient of monstrosities. Yes, I suppose, Monsignor, but I am more than a force and might. I'm also a man with the mind to talk of God. Of course you are. You do, indeed, a star in all forms. And the third angel sounded, and there fell a great star from heaven, burning as if it were a lamp, and it fell upon the third part of the rivers, and upon the fountains of waters, and the name of the star is called Wormwood, and the third part of the waters became Wormwood, and many men died of the waters because they were made bitter. Revelation chapter 8 verse 10. Why are you talking about the Star of Wormwood? Because you will reopen the church as the Bishop Grail, a small Californian diocese. Bishop Grail? It's a name. Drink, Elias. The others will be arriving shortly, and you don't want to lose beer to the Divine Fathers of the Apocalypse. They are a rowdy bunch. I'm not sure that I follow. We want you to go to a small church in the States... A little town in California called Wormwood. Is this another mission or a placement? Why can't it be a little bit of both, Elias? Serialized Mystery is produced and distributed by Habit Forming Films, LLC, and features a talented cast of characters. Arthur Russell as Dr. Xander Crow, Sonia Perozzi as Sparrow and Rachel Nolan, Rob Grindlinger as Sheriff Tom Bradley and Don Marino, Anna Maganini as Lynette Bradley, Peggy Nolan, and Commander McQueen, Nicole Rayburn as Deidre Frost and Harmony Barrister, Peter Dirksen as Jonesy and Jimmy Details, Zachary Folks as Brent Saunders, Robert W. Allen as Special Agent Voitek, Ben Boodman as Chip Drexel and Bishop Grail, David Johnston as Deputy Wayne Drexel, David Acampo as Jacob Kidder, Andrew Ramirez as Dexter Nolan, Morgan Walsh as Sister George, Brian A. James as Miss Ginter, Samantha Turk as Henry Howe, and Joe J. Thomas as Hank Mason, Mr. Bressier, and your announcer. Additional voices provided by the talented cast. Original music compositions by Todd Hodges. The Wormwood writing staff includes David Acampo, Jeremiah Allen, Rob Allspaw, Paul Montgomery, Jeremy Rogers, and Tiffany K. Whitney. Wormwood created by David Acampo and Jeremy Rogers. Copyright 2009, Habit Forming Films, LLC. Wormwood is a serialized podcast drama and cannot be distributed in part or whole outside of the podcast format without written consent from the creators. For more information on the cast, creators, and individual episode credits, please visit www.wormwoodshow.com. Thank you for listening, and welcome to town. Your mother cut socks in hell. <laughs> <laughs> Is that pea soup? I'm not cleaning that up. <laughs>